Nico Hulkenberg coming back to F1 full-time. Craig Breen leaves M-Sport Ford World Rally Team. And Cole Custer drops to the Xfinity Series. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Canberra Motorsport Podcast. It has been a while and for those of you on YouTube watching this podcast episode, welcome to, back to the Motorsport Network. This is a collaboration between Canberra Motorsport and the Motorsport Network. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode. It has been a while since we've uploaded on both the Motorsport Network channel and on the Canberra Motorsport Podcast. So it has been a very, very busy, uh, well... I guess you could say off-season for us uh, here uh, at the Canberra Motorsport Podcast and Motorsport Network. If you're new here, make sure you do pin the Canberra Motorsport Podcast uh, to your browser. If you're watching a Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any any podcast platform, please make sure you do, uh, if there's a follow button, please press that follow button uh, or the like button just so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast episodes. And if you're watching on YouTube with the Motorsport Network, please make sure you like the video, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications when we upload new videos. Also, before we start, make sure you subscribe to Canberra F1 as well. Uh, without them, this podcast wouldn't be possible. First story up today, we have got the news that Nico Hulkenberg is returning to Formula 1 full-time, replacing Mick Schumacher. Um, this has been the rumor mill for months. I mean, you know, Schumacher has been underperforming, according to Gene Haas and Gunter Steiner. Um, you know, he's been crashing a lot, which, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd assume is the main reason behind um, the decision, obviously, Schumacher being, uh, you know, uh, uh, Schumacher's not a horrible driver, but he is obviously new to the series, but he is crashing quite a lot. And that's very, very abnormal for for drivers, especially coming into Formula 1. I mean, if you look at um, the rookies that have come into Formula 1 over the past few years, you look at Guan Yu Zhou, he's only barely had a few crashes. I mean, you can't fault him for that, right? You've got Lando Norris, Charles Leclerc, you know, People like that have come into the series in the recent years, and they haven't been tearing up the stuff that Mick Schumacher has. And I mean, I, I understand that Mick is new, and you, as I said before, but no one else has done this in their first two years. Like, you don't see Charles Leclerc totaling a car into, you know, one of the fastest corners at Monaco. I mean, you, you don't see that. I mean, you do see him crashing at Monaco, but, you know, you know what I mean. Like, this is these are the kind of things that just... These are the kind of things that, you know, lose your, you a drive. And I think this is this is probably the main motivation of Gunter Steiner and Gene Haas. And I understand Shoemaker fans will probably very be very unhappy about this decision. But you need to think about this in the long term. If Shoemaker can take a reserve role, this will allow him to give A, get time to develop. Uh, and B, learn the car a little bit more so he, you know, isn't crashing. He'll come back at some point. I'm very, very sure he will come back at some point. Um, what team that's with, I don't know. Um, it depends on where if he gets a reserve role with Mercedes or not. He could be he could very possibly be the replacement for Lewis Hamilton, for all we know. Um, but you know the other side of the story is Hulkenberg coming back. And when you look at the lineup, you've got Magnussen and Hulkenberg, and that is a lineup that Haas needs. They've been stuck with Grosjean, Magnussen, obviously Schumacher and Mazepin for years now. Like they have not had a solid midfield capable driver who can actually deliver them some points or, or you know is actually consistently able to deliver some points magnuson's been up and down with certain tracks schumacher's been crashing or in the points that let's be fair um and grosjean's been very very up and down mazepin's just been absolutely atrocious 
Um, but you need to you need to really think logically here, and I think Nico Hulkenberg is definitely the best option um, for the short term. Like he's thirty five now, you can't expect him to be driving until he's you know forty two or something. He, this is that's NASCAR territory right there. Um, but I think Nico Hulkenberg probably would be suitable for a two year, three year stint at Haas uh, before he finishes off his F one career on a, on a high note. Um, but seriously thinking, I think. Haas need a, a capable midfield driver to depend on, and Hulkenberg is that guy. Um, and it, it, you should, there's no hurt feelings towards Mick. I mean, like he has done a really, really good job in that Haas for the caliber driver he is. But he just needs to work on his uh, consistency and his ability to stop crashing. I think he's got really good talent, but it's all about that consistency and you know learning that car so you're not crashing at these tracks, right? So that is the, the main story, and that is my personal opinion on it, because I know it has been a very, very difficult topic over the past few months, but I do believe it is going to give Mick Schumacher a very, very good opportunity to take that next step and, you know, learn a little bit more about Formula 1 and the cars and everything before he actually can come back and make a big step up um, from where he was in the past two years. Next story up, uh, we're going to talk briefly about the Brazilian Grand Prix. We're going to go Formula 1 and then go on to the other uh, motorsports first. So, Brazilian Grand Prix, obviously, we had a very, very good race. It's very, very close to 2019-esque. I'm going to be honest, It was there were some similar features in there um, that very gave me very big 2019 vibes. Um, you know, we had a an engine failure on lap 54, right? I mean... Look, you go back and compare that to, to 2019. Valtteri Bottas had his engine failure, lap 54. Safety car ended lap 59. Same thing around then. Um, that was very, very scary, and I was expecting two teammates to collide uh, after that one. We all know how that went. Um, but, yeah. I mean, there are, there is no explanation for why Max Verstappen did not let Sergio Perez pass. That was one of the most disappointing moves I've ever seen Max Verstappen make. And the expectation is for him to abide by team rules, right? I mean, he's the world champion. He's he's done everything he's needed to do. They've secured the constructors' championship. Why can't you help your teammate out for one race? I mean, that's all you need to do. And now they're tied on whatever it is, four hundred and thirty or something points. I don't know, but seriously, I mean, Verstappen needs to. I, I'm sure they've discussed this entirely, but this, it, it still doesn't take away the fact that. If the clerk finishes higher than Perez on Sunday, or Perez has a DNF because of an engine failure, Verstappen's going to get the blame for that because he didn't help out. I mean, like look at this, look at this, this look at it this way. If Leclerc, if they're both DNF from Abu Dhabi, and they're all tied on points, that means Leclerc wins on countback, the second place in the championship, because he's got more wins, and this could all have been prevented. If Verstappen didn't, you know, if, you, if Verstappen let Perez through, it would have been two extra points, and Perez would have won by two points. I mean, that's that's those are the kind of things you need to think about when you're watching that last race, race of the season to decide the final spots. So yeah, that is a very disappointing move by Max, but we'll see how it comes out um, this weekend at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Uh, next thing I want to talk about a little bit is NASCAR. We have had a lot of interesting news come up in the past few days. Uh, the first one, obviously, being uh, we'll recap the championship race. Uh, there will be a few for those of you watching on the Motorsport Network. There will be a Phoenix 
championship race reactions video coming soon so do pay attention to that get ready for that that will be very very exciting stuff um next thing is obviously we've got the championship race we had joey logano winning the nascar cup series championship the 22 and 22 he's been preaching it all year what an absolute legend joey logano is i mean he he, he's a very very genuine guy off track i'm sure um on track his question his moves are obviously questionable but you know you've got you, you you can't fold him when he's on track he's a he's, he's a genuine guy and um he's been he's been very very good in the sport um so i think you know having joey logano win the championship <laughs> for the number 22 in, in 2022 is very um well i wasn't expecting that to be honest but yeah that was a interesting championship decider between Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, uh, and Chase Elliott. Elliott getting spun by Chastain. Makes sense. Uh, and Bell coming in third in the championship. Chastain second. What I do find a, a little bit contradictory is the fact that NASCAR said nothing would happen with ro- regards to Ross Chastain's war ride if it was attempted again. And I find that's very, very um, debatable. Because Ross Chastain... Wall Road, for those of you who don't know, he Wall Road the final corner at Martinsville, gained, what, six places, four places, five places? I don't even know. Six places, I think it was. And just by doing that. And he beat Denny Hamlin to the final four by four points because he got ahead of him. Denny Hamlin did everything he needed to do to get into the final four, and then Ross Chastain comes in with his bonsai move. So I think, I mean, props to Ross Chastain. That was unexpected. Um... But you need to think about the safety of people in the sport, and you also need to think about the legitimacy of the sport as well when doing that stuff. That should have been ruled out immediately after the race. That, in my opinion, no one should be doing that at all. Like, first time, it's funny. Second time, it's, 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 it's just completely ruining the integrity of the sport. And you need to be honest with yourself, with yourself when you're thinking that, because... If you're thinking about the legitimacy of the sport, I mean, everyone's going to do that. You go to Daytona 500, just say, you know, Austin Dillon could be sitting last through the final corner, and then he could just wall ride and win the race. I mean, I'm not saying Austin Dillon would do that, but that's just an example. Like, that's the thing that you've got to be careful for. If people do that, then the legitimacy of the of the series is just going to go right the way down. And it's... it's it, You've got to think about the safety, as I mentioned before as well. Imagine if that gate, for the Martinsville gate, had to be open when Chastain was wall riding. Or it opened like a slidge. So when he hit it, he would hit directly into the wall and stop him. Like, he could have been seriously injured there. So we also need to think about that. So I do think the NASCAR bosses are very, very silly when talking about saying, well, this is not going to be a problem. We'll, we'll just let it go. You know, they, they specifically stated that this will be fine. Um, and I, I, I don't see th- why. Because they have entirely ruined the um, integrity of the sport if they, if that happens again. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. But it, it is really, really silly. Um, but it is what it is. And we'll, we'll see how things go in the future. Um, but yeah, the Cup Series Championship race, obviously, was very, very good. Um, you also had the... Uh, Xfinity Series, which Ty Gibbs won. Um, it was very, very close between him, Allgaier, and Gregson. I'm trying to remember who else was in there at the moment. 
Uh, Josh Berry was, yeah, he had some troubles early in the race. He's tapped the wall and slid all the way back. Zane Smith won the Truck Series Championship uh, over Ben Rose, Ty Majeski, and uh, Chandler Smith. Uh, it was very, very interesting because that last lap came down to effectively the last corner. Ben Rose tried to go on the outside of Smith, but Smith held him off, so... Very, very con- big congratulations to Smith, uh, Logano, and uh, Gibbs. But to talk about the driver moves now, we're going to go into the driver move sector, sector here of every single series that we've heard over the past week. Uh, firstly, Ty Gibbs, Xfinity Champion, will move into the Cup Series. Very, very expected. I mean, Kyle Busch obviously leaving the team, going to Richard Childress Racing, uh, after this season, because m ms is leaving, Joe Gibbs Racing couldn't find a sponsor, yada, yada, yada. But Ty Gibbs joining the team in the number 54, which has caught my eye. And I do believe the Joe Gibbs Racing said it was out of respect for Coy Gibbs, his father, which very much makes makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I, I, I absolutely respect that. Best, best wishes to Ty and his family. Um, that is a very de- devastating loss. And uh, I do hope, you know, things can get... A little bit better in that in that family soon, um, but obviously, you know the eighteen going out to to free agency. I guess no one will, will take the eighteen. Obviously, and I, I expect it will be taken back by Joe Gibbs Racing in twenty twenty three. Uh, the sorry twenty twenty four in the end of twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. So that is uh, an expected move. Ty Gibbs going to Cup Series. We'll see how he goes. Um, and that team, obviously, team dynamics would be interesting after he dumped Brandon Jones at Buttonsville. Um, we'll see what that, that comes to next year, but it'll be an interesting lineup for sure. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Cole Custer being dropped to the Xfinity Series. Ryan Priest will take the 41 in 2023. Um, this was a very, very good decision by Stuart House Racing, if you ask me. I think Cole Custer needs time to build back his momentum, build back his 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 speed and his, his, you know, competence um, in the Xfinity Series. He, he, he's done really, really well there, but I think he deserves to take that time to, you know, you know develop. I mean, if you, th- if you seriously think about it, finishing 26th in the Cup Series every season is not Stuart Haas racing material. Um, Ryan Priest can definitely do better than that. He's won in the Truck Series, and if you give him good equipment, he'll win. He'll get in the playoffs. I mean, that's that simple. So... As long as Stuart Haas Racing give Ryan Priest some good equipment, then, you know, there you go. You've got a, you've got a good driver. Um, and then again, next thing um, where I want to talk about in NASCAR, Jimmy Johnson returning to the sport uh, with Petty GMS Racing. Two seven-time champions in one team. That's that's one of the, one of the most interesting things I've ever seen um, in stock car racing. Um, jo- Johnson actually going to be doing a few slick starts for the team, including the, the Daytona 500. So that will be a, a very, very cool thing to see. But yeah, it is a very, very good move for Jimmy Johnson, um, taking that step to NASCAR once again. Uh, I look forward to seeing how he'll do uh, in that team. Um, a few F2 news at the moment. We have Ollie Behrman making his uh, F2 start next year for Prima. Um, so that's exciting. The uh, he's I'm pretty sure he's a Ferrari junior. Um, that's very very exciting news for Ollie Behrman. He's a great. It was great in F3, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in F2 as well. Uh, hopefully, sometime soon, making that step up into F1. Uh, that'll be cool to see. Liam Lawson um, reportedly will join uh, Super Formula Grid. Uh, sometime in 
I guess next year. Uh, we haven't got full data, details on that, but that's what uh, Motorsport.com is, re- is reporting that uh, Liam Lawson is set for the uh, Super Formula Mew move. Enzo Fittipaldi, who is going to join the Red Bull program for Carlin, uh, he's going to join the Carlin F2 team, and obviously will join the uh, Red Bull Academy with that as well, which is cool. Uh, good to see Red Bull getting some new talents in their fields. So that's pretty cool, but. The main things uh, that we need to take out when learning about F2 and F3 drivers, they don't, they don't generally always make it to Formula 1. So I think we do need to take into consideration some of the, the guys that haven't been put into Formula 1. Like There has been some really, really good drivers in the past that haven't made it to Formula 1. And we need to really think about that when they moved in, into F2. So that will be considered, um, obviously, as well. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be a new segment on the Motorsport Network we'll talk about in 2023, given I am now very interested in the World Rally Championship. Uh, M-Sport Ford World Rally team has announced that Craig Breen will depart the squad after the end of the season, which is already finished. So Craig Breen will not be in the uh, Ford Puma Rally 1 car for 2023, which is an absolute shame. Um, he is a very, very, very capable driver. He gets a lot of hate. Uh, obviously for making mistakes, but you do need to realise he was put the pressure on of being number one at M-Sport in his first full-time season. So I think that comes with pressure. Um, and unfortunately for Craig, I, I believe both sides mutually agreed to, to, to split. And I believe from Dirtfish, they are reporting that um, Breen will be reportedly announced this week uh, joining Hyundai with uh, Terry Nerva already set there, obviously, with his... Deal's already set before the season. Um, so, obviously, with Terry Neville. Uh, but the other drivers to be announced would be Danny Sordo returning um, and uh, Isipeka Lappi uh, joining the squad, um, which will be interesting. I don't know who's going to go part-time, whether it be Breen and Sordo going part-time or it's just Sordo going part-time, and they have Lappi, Breen, um, and Neville full-time. That will be interesting to see. Um, but, obviously, with the loss of Voight Tanak, that's going to be an interesting lineup for them um again i don't know what's going to happen toyota maybe picking up oliver solberg uh, ford picking up oit tanak the, the, the grid's going to be shuffled next year but uh, I, can, I can make a brief prediction for you uh motorsport network prediction mode right in here um prediction for the world rally championship uh 2023 grid I believe that uh, Ford will t- obviously. The, I mean, it's the most likely landing spot for Oit Tanak. Uh, Ford will, will probably take him in after replacing Craig Breen. Gus Greensmith taking that second seat full time. He's got the money. He's got the. He's got the pace. He's got the everything he needs to do it. Um, I think he just needs to work a little bit more on his craft. Uh, there has been a few accidents this year, and I think you know Gus will be learning from those. You know, so I I, I believe Gus has got the talent, um, but. You know, it's all about what he can do um, without, you know, without having those accidents. Um, Pierre-Louis Louis I believe, will take a role in M-Sport. I'm not sure whether they'll put him full-time or part-time. I'd really love to see Louis um full-time. He's, he's, he's done really, really well this year, um, filling in a part-time schedule for M-Sport. Uh, so I think it'll be very, very good to see him in a full-time car for next year. Uh, and I've put Sebastian Loeb part-time and Azure Informo part-time. Um, I'm not sure what the rest of the grid will look like. You never know. You could have Yari Hutton and uh, Jordan Serdadidis, um in there as well. 
Twitter, I think obviously keeping the reigning champion, Khaled Rovampira, uh, and Seb Ogier part-time. Um, Rovampira, not part-time, obviously, but Ogier uh, part-time. Um, you know, he's been doing very, very well in that Twitter. Uh, got that rally win at Spain. Uh, he's still got the pace. I'd love to see him back full-time sometime soon. Um, he's like, what, in his 30s now, I think? Uh, Seb Ogier. Loeb's in his 50s, I believe. Um, we'll check that here in a second. Yeah, Ogier is in his... He's, he's 38, so he's still quite young. Uh, he's got a while to go. Uh, Loeb is in his... Uh, he's in his 40s, in almost 50s. Yeah, he's 48. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Loeb will, will take too too long left in rally. He'll, he'll probably maybe take two part-time years and then head off into full retirement. Um, but, you know, Ogier has done very well um, in that Toyota. Katsuta, I think, will stay... Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious he'll stay on with the team. Uh, got a podium at his home rally in Rally Japan. Uh, Alvin Evans, winless year, unfortunately, for Alvin, but he's done really, really uh, well in that, uh, you know, Rally 1 uh, Yaris. Bad luck, unfortunately, for a, for a few times. He was leading to, uh, the uh, Rally Japan, lost that. He was he was leading Rally New Zealand, lost that. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I, I think... Alvin Evans, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a better year in 2023. And maybe, if he's lucky, a championship year. Uh, I think another surprising move there for um, Toyota, well, they'll pick up Oliver Solberg to do the part-time schedule with uh, Steve Ogier, uh, given, obviously, Ogier's part-timing and Lappy's going to Hyundai. And the Hyundai lineup, I'm, I'm going with the same. Nerville, Lappy, Sordo, Breen. I believe Lappy and Sordo will go part-time, though. Um, I, don't, I, I believe Lappy was offered... A full-time drive. I'm not sure about that, but again, we'll, we'll see in the coming days um, what Hyundai's lineup is like. It'll be very, very interesting to see that going forward. Formula E, another thing I want to talk about uh, as well. They do have a uh, very, very interesting uh, lineup sorted. One seat left. <laughs> that is the Neon McLaren Formula E team uh, that has that last seat. And Rene Rast has taken that first seat. We've got a number of cool drivers back in the sport. Uh, you've got Mitch Evans, Sam Bird, and Jaguar. Uh, you've got uh, Andre Lotterer joining the Avalanche Andretti Formula E team with Jake Dennis, uh, which is really, really cool to see uh, Andre back. Uh, you know, we were thought he, we thought he was going off to, to focus on World Endurance Championship, but luckily for us, he is staying in Formula E. Um... Mahindra's got Oliver Rowland and Lucas Degrassi. Neo, Dan Tictum, and Sergio Sede Camera. Uh, Envision, Nick Cassidy, and Seb Buemi. Takeway Porsche, Pascal Verlon, and Antonio Felix da Costa. Uh, Diaz Pinsky, uh, that's a new rebrand as well. Uh, Soffel Van Dorn, reigning champion, joins Jean-Eric Verne, two-time champ uh, there. That's going to be a very, very cool lineup over there. Maserati, uh, joining the sport, replacing Rocket Venturi. Uh, Ido, Ido Multara and Max Gunter uh, joining the team. Nissan's got Norman Nato and Sasha Fenestraz. Uh, team Apt as Nico Muller and Robin Freintz. And obviously, Neil McLaren with Rene Rast. So that's going to be an interesting lineup for 2023. We'll see how that goes in, uh, in the coming months. Uh, see who can take that final uh, McLaren seat. Uh, obviously, Formula E starting in January with Mexico City E-Pre for the first time. Uh, opening that season uh, in MotoGP, the grid is already set. This is the first, uh, I believe, it's the first entire grid that's been set all year. So, uh, Prilia's got Vinales and Aspargaro, Lacia Aspargaro, that is. 
Uh, RNF Aprilia has uh, Ralph Fernandez and Miguel Oliveira, um, both moving from KTM. Ducati, Lenovo, the factory team, has Pico Bagnaia, the reigning champion, uh, and Nea Bastianini also joining on to replace Jack Miller. Prima Paramic Ducati uh, have Johan Zarco and Jorge Martin as well on their squad. Fabio de Gian Antonio uh, with Alex Marquez and the Grazzini team, which will be an interesting lineup there, uh, with uh, Marini and Bezicchi remaining in the Mooney VR46 racing team. LCR Honda has got Taka Nakagami and Alex Rins. Uh, obviously, Suzuki shutting down their squad after 2022. So, uh, Rins and Mir both moving to Honda. Alex Rins with LCR Honda and Joanne Mir with Ritzel Honda, replacing Paul Spargo and joining Mark Marquez. In the KTM Gas Gas Factory Racing Team, we've got Augusto Fernandez joining the the uh, the well joining the series um, in that seat in that seat for a first for the first time rookie uh, contender, and I believe he'll be the rookie of the year because he's the only one there that is counted as a rookie. Uh, Paul Spargo joining Gas Gas Factory Racing as well alongside Fernandez, uh, and Red Bull KTM Factory Racing hosts Brad Binder and Jack Miller with the only Yamaha team for this year, Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing, uh, being Fabio Quattararo and Franco Morbidelli. We'll see how Frankie Morbidelli can do uh, this, this year coming. Shocker of a year uh, in 2022, unfortunately for him, but we'll see how they go coming into 2023. IndyCar is looking interesting. Got a few seats opened up. Um, obviously, Will Power winning the championship. Uh, you got Benjamin Peterson joining AJ Foyt Enterprises, and so with him, Santino Ferrucci. Kyle Kirkwood joining Amtrady Autosport, uh, replacing the Aaron McLaren SP bound Alexander Rossi. Uh, Jimmy Johnson leaving the sport and uh, leaving Chip Ganassi Racing, so Chip Ganassi will size down to three cars. Dale Coyne having Dale, David Malukas again <laughs> um, after a stunning rookie season in 2022. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good things ha- happening in motorsport in 2023. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how things will go. Supercars, another thing that will probably feature on the motorsport network if you're interested. Uh, Xfinity truck series, all all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm very very looking looking forward to the season coming. Um, that is going to be the end of the um, the Canva Motorsport podcast. Uh, and I don't know when we'll, we'll come back to, to uh, you know, producing you some podcast action, but hopefully before the season starts with all the driver lineups set to go for 2023. It has been an absolute pleasure for you to join me here at the Camber Motorsport Podcast, and if you're watching on the YouTube, the Motorsport Network, please, uh, if you are new here, make sure you subscribe to the Motorsport Network, hit the bell icon, uh, and obviously if you're watching uh, or listening on the Camber Motorsport Podcast, you've you follow the podcast, it will be greatly appreciated. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.